There you go. No video. Hello and welcome to the Holistic Healing Podcast where females are beautifully and wonderfully created. I'm your host, Dominique Andrioli. I'm here to teach you how to naturally balance your hormones, track fertility, use your own body's birth control methods through holistic, non-toxic living, nutrition, and mental mindset hacks and digging into the new science. I'm going to start off with a quote from one of our amazing guests today, Dr. Erin, Erin Sham, and she is here today to talk about skincare. So here is one quote that I'm going to kick off with. You're not taking care of your skin. Maybe you think you are with a counter full of lotions, serums, creams, and cleansers, but what we call skincare products aren't caring for your skin so much as masking it. Worse yet, modern skincare disturbs your skin's natural metabolism and impairs your beauty. Whoa. <laughs> so Dr. Erin Tijam is a health educator, adjunct professor, entrepreneur, and special advisor to the president at the University of Waterloo. She was also director of research at St. Mary's General Hospital and health researcher at St. Joseph's Healthcare System in Ontario, Canada. Erin established two successful businesses while managing a vibrant household of six kids and two grandparents. Now that the kids are grown and the businesses are self-sufficient, she devotes her time to researching and writing about health and beauty. Erin has been obsessed with skincare and beauty and health for over four decades now, and I am super excited because she is here with me today to tell us all her secrets, which aren't actually secrets. They're scientific principles that she has found. Hello, Dr. Erin. How are you today? Hi, Dominic. What an introduction. Thank you so much. My kids should hear that. So they <laughs> learn that I'm not just a nagging mom, that there are <laughs> some other things that I'm good at as well. It's great to meet you, Dominic. Yes, great to meet you too. I'm very excited to hear what you have to say about skincare. As you know, um, myself and all of my listeners are very well aware of holistic practices and trying to find non-toxic solutions and trying to find ways to just take care of ourselves better in both mind, body, spirit, physically, emotionally, all of the above. And skincare health, our, our epidermis is so important to our overall bodily health and our, our external beauty. And I know you have a lot of science behind it, and I know that you understand the anatomy of skincare. Can you just explain a little bit more to our listeners in a brief way, um, just the anatomy and science behind skin and skincare and, and how to make it better before we get into deeper details and tips? Well, you and I and millions and maybe billions of women all care about our skin. Some care about the way their skin look, but all of us care about the way our skin feels. Um, if we're not beauty obsessed, we're definitely health conscious. Mm -hmm. So you, you touch on a couple of really important words, holistic, natural. And I know you're an expert at, uh, in, in your area doing that. Skin is really just a small section. Um, but this small section has been misunderstood and mistreated for exactly about 80 years. And I, I will get into that uh, of why specifically 80 years started in the 1940s. So uh, um, 
in in terms of the science behind, let me not bore you with uh, science that are textbook based. I'm a health scientist, so my PhD is in health studies and gerontology, so I understand aging, and. I came across skin sobering.、Uh, this is a term I think nobody has used,、um, uh, but it truly reflects what we need to do with our skin on a daily basis. I came across this concept through Dr. Yuzuki,、uh, Ritsu Yuzuki. He's a bestseller in Asia. He's written seven books, and one of his most popular book、uh, was called Skin Fasting. And it covers the major and primary fundamental aspect of skin health, not just skin care. Skin care is what we do, but skin health and skin beauty is what the skin is about. So I want to give you five tidbits, and、um, to try to remember myself is E M I E N S E M S E I. So E, the first E. Skin is an organ, and it is an The largest organ on our body, we forgot, or、um, social media and advertisement make us forget that skin is actually an excretory organ. It is an organ designed by nature, created by God, to eliminate waste. We have other organs on our body that's also doing the same thing to eliminate waste.、Um, our whole digestive system, our anus, our urethra—they're to pass waste. An organ that is an excretory organ to eliminate waste is not a digestive organ. It cannot take in nutrients. It cannot absorb nutrients. Just remember this very basic science as we progress today. You will know when someone or some profit-benefiting commercials say,、uh, "Your skin can absorb kale like vitamin Bs and Cs and retinols." No, our skin cannot absorb.、Mm-hmm. On top of that, our skin is an impermeable membrane to block out all the things that the world has thrown at us, so we can protect the rest of our body. So our skin is a protective organ that does not want anything to come through. When we say this product can penetrate, what do you think this product is doing? It is breaking down this impermeable membrane a little bit at a time. Nightly and daily for years to come. Eventually, you feel dry because it's now leaky. So that's the first basic aspect. It's an organ. Second thing is M. M is microbiome. Our skin, just like our body, and you know this better than I do, has a lot of beneficial bacteria. The symbiotic bacteria we need to feed them, like the probiotics. It's in our gut. It's in in in. In our vagina, it's on our face.、Mm-hmm. Our whole body requires the coexisting with bacteria. The symbiotic ones are what will protect us, and they exist on our skin, and they are our army. However, products that are in a jar that doesn't spoil in months, that doesn't spoil in years, has a ton of preservatives in them, and these preservatives not only kills the pathogenic stuff. They kill everything. So when the product which contains preservatives, whether they're organic or natural, it's just a sales pitch. If they don't spoil, there's preservatives in them. If they're processed, they're no longer truly natural. These products stay on our skin and kills not only the pathogenic ones but our own army. So now our skin has no protection except for these preservatives. Imagine if the preservatives are gone, 
and our own army is no longer occupying the residence, what's going to come on? The pathogens are so easily attacking us. So sometimes when people without products feel that, oh, I'm getting eczema, I'm getting red spots. You know what? It's not that the products are helping you. It's that your face has no more army. Your face has no more symbiotic bacteria. Other things can attack so easily. So that's the second point. The third point is surfactant. Surfactant is like emulsifier. It's in detergent. It's in food. Its purpose is to mix oil and water. So products appear smooth, creamy, and not separated. These surfactants has the amazing ability to strip oil and also get through the walls of our protective barrier. And when you have surfactant, which is in every product, especially in cleansers, on your skin all the time, it breaks down your impermeable barrier. You're now leaky. And before we end this, E, another E is exfoliation. Our skin naturally exfoliates on its own, like baby skin, like young kid skin. It sheds off every three days in non-visible flakes. And these shedding off at the same time sends a signal down to our lower layers to produce new cells to come up and replace the old cells. So scars can go away. Old dead skins can go away because new skin is coming. But we cannot exfoliate properly if we have goo and product to gump up our skin. Now our skin is like glued together. The exfoliation doesn't happen. And what happens then? Our skin feels rough, feels thick from not exfoliating on its own. Then we say, oh no, I need to exfoliate. You use products to exfoliate. You use mechanical scrubbing to exfoliate. That does not send signal down to your skin to allow your skin to produce. It just damages your skin a little bit at a time. Mm -hmm. And last but not least, inflammation. We all know inflammation is bad for our body. Internally, it's bad. But on our skin, it's even worse. Inflammation leads to pigmentation formation, leads to itchiness, sensitivity. And products are not what's wanted on our skin. And when products stay on our skin, the tiny forms of inflammation signals start showing, which comes in itchiness, a little dryness, a little redness, a little blemish, a little bit of sensitivity. That's your skin telling you, get rid of these external stuff. I don't want it. I need to be sober. And all these things are the basic signs that you never hear mm. from even your cosmetic doctors because they also sell products. We don't need products on our skin. Our needs, our skin needs to be sober. Mm. Wow. You gave, I'm so glad I asked you about just a little bit of background on, on the, that. That was amazing. I was learning and, and taking in and you touched on, on probiotics. You touch on our microbiome. You touch on inflammation, which are all things. Oh, and you touched on, on, um, inflammation the, or, yeah, sorry. Sorry, inflammation, you were just Yes, talking. and inflammation, yeah. and you touched on all of those, which is what I try to tell all of, all of my listeners and my clients and women who come to me, that these are all important things that play a role and that the products we're using, whether it's through food or skincare or household cleaning products or any of those, the products that we are using are directly affecting 
us, whether it's our skin, whether it's our hormone health, whether it's our, you know, our weight loss or our weight gain, or even, I would even go so far as to saying certain kinds of, of cancers and ADHD and things like that. It is crazy. So I love how you said that. And I also noticed that you said, you know what, even you know, your basic, you know, marketing ads and things aren't going to say that. And even your skincare doctors are not necessarily going to tell you these things, which is basic information because they're selling products. And you know what? Not every doctor is even taught that. And it's sad. It's so sad because Mm -hmm. here I am always telling women too about their basic female hormone cycles, which is such a basic concept that doctors aren't telling people. So I'm so, so glad you gave us that background. I do have, have some, some questions though. So you say that so many skincare products um, harm our skin or our hormones and are actually making our skin and health worse. And you talked about skin sobering um, and, and things like parabens, phthalates, um, benzyl peroxide, all those things kind of are in our skin products. And I know they affect our hormones and you talked about so much. So I'm hoping we can just slowly unpack some of this information for our listeners. I know that you say that 99% of products actually age and harm our skin. Mm -hmm. So what would you say are some of the biggest problems that come from using conventional beauty and skincare products? Well, one of the biggest problem is a mindset one, is that we think our skin doesn't look good or doesn't feel good because of aging and environment instead of the third largest culprit which is skincare products. That is the biggest problem. We are unaware that skincare problems actually contribute, if not exacerbate, whatever skin um, uh, irregularities that we have. And so knowing that, what is the biggest skincare problems? It's fine lines. It's pigmentation. It's dryness. It's itchiness. It's puffiness. It's all the list, long list of problems, clogged skin that we women experience on a too regular of a basis. Our skin will ha- behave abnormally according to our hormonal cycles and ho- according to the environmental changing because it's a living organism. So we will sometimes feel dry. We will have a zit here and there because we're going through menstrual s- cycle. We are having menopause or just daily stress that leads to hormonal fluctuations. Those are a response quite naturally, normally, and it can only be healed from within. Mm -hmm. But what do we do? We put stuff on it thinking that's going to help us calm that blemish. That's going to help us moisturize, make my skin hydrated. Skin cannot be moisturized from outside. It can only be moisturized and hydrated from within. What you drink, what you eat. And the only way to prevent it not to go dry is Don't let the moisture seep out. Don't affect your armor, your protective layer, and make it a leaky hole that the moisture can go out. So our biggest problems, which are the most common problems with skin, really comes from you're not treating your skin well, you know, big exposure to the sun. You're not giving yourself the right kind of nutrients. You're drinking the the things that should not be and, and, and the, um, the quantity of it, uh, smoking and the type of food you eat. Those are the two biggest things. And we know that whether we do it or not, it's a discipline, it's a decision. But what we don't know, and that is what the industry has been so powerful, 
is that we don't know that skincare products is not a helper. It's actually a harmer. It harms us. It makes us look and feel temporarily good, just like makeup does. But at the same time, it's eating up the different layers of our skin, affecting our microbiome, making it inflamed. It's doing the kind of things that our skin wants naturally to do, but are prohibited to do. So the biggest problem uh, that can be quickly and easily changed is stop the attack. Stop the attack from skincare products. Mm. Yes. And I'm thinking, okay, so I do have a couple of questions is when you say, okay, first, stopping the attack on skincare products. Are, are, I noticed that you have a chapter that says, what is skin sobering? Um, and in your book that you just came out with and launched actually this week, which we'll talk more about that at the very end, I'll, I'll let our listeners know where to find that book so that they can hear more about this. But I noticed that one of your chapters in the book is what is skin sobering? And you're saying stopping the attack, stopping the attack of, of skincare products. So I'm curious, do you yourself use skincare products? And are you recommending to us to never use any skincare products? Or what is your advice kind of on that? I have used skincare products for 52 years minus nine. So when I was 10 years old, I started putting stuff on my face until I was 52. Um, so, and I, after I read Dr. Yutsuki's original book, uh, it's called Skin Fasting, I stopped cold turkey. And mm-hmm. I, I read his book because I was seeking for another cure, something else, another product. And it just happened. My good friends say, I think we've been doing it wrong. Read this book. And I couldn't believe it. I'm a health scientist. And I never knew this. And when I read it, all the science and the epidemiology and the evidence made sense. So since um, I'm 58 Mm -hmm. now. So since um, I was 52, I stopped using products. Zero, nothing on my skin. But that led to really good skin. So, but when I go out, when I need to, if, if your podcast is a, a video podcast, you bet it, I'm going to put stuff on my face because I want to look good. Products make us look good, no doubt. Add colors, um, give us smoother looking skin, give us high, more hydrating looking skin. But at the same time, it does all the damages that I uh, mentioned before. So... Would I use product? I would, when the occasion is worth it for me to damage it a little bit. Would I put product on my face to go to bed? Well, ask yourself, would you put makeup on your face to go to bed, thinking that makeup makes me look good. I'm going to go to bed with that on, hoping tomorrow morning I look good. No, skincare products, including cleansers, they are just makeup without colors. The basic ingredients in them, the surfactants, the preservatives, the additives, they are very, very, very similar. So if I can help people to think about skincare products like they think about makeup, which is a healthier relationship, my mission is accomplished. That you would know for my skin to be strong and have a chance to regenerate and repair, I need to leave it unobstructed, which means skin sober. I need skin sobering to have it not be covered up with chemicals, no matter how we call it, organic (laughs) face cream, natural face cream. How much processing do you think went through for it to go into a bottle? They're no longer organic. They're no longer natural. And really, organic and natural is important for food, 
don't mix food logic and food value, which is good for the digestive system, to the excretory system. Our excretory system does not need food equivalent stuff. And the, the, the advertisers and promotions are really brilliant. They know we care about food. So they link those two concepts together that don't belong. Mm, very interesting. You touch on a concept that even I noticed myself before really digging into this field, even myself kind of um, have caught myself you know, stumbling into that. I, I remember before I really, you know, it's funny, I'm also a, a holistic functional nutritionist. And it's funny that you say, don't link food with your excretory, your digestive system with your excretory system. Don't link food with your skincare products. And it's funny because I've caught in myself, even before I got into all this field, thinking, oh, an organic, herbal, natural skincare product means it must be really good for my face, right? Because it's good for my system that I'm putting in. And I have even myself caught it too. So I can understand if some of you listeners are thinking, oh my goodness, I feel like a terrible person. I'm doing all these things wrong. Don't beat yourself up. It's not your fault. You don't know, which is why listening to this podcast is going to be, is so beneficial for you. It's, it's, it's helping us learn. It's giving, you know, that difference between, you know, what is marketing and, and product scamming and things like that to what truly was our body made. I mean, I'm kind of going on a little bit of a tangent here, but I'll bring it back around. I promise. (laughs) You're absolutely right. I, I want to point out what you highlighted that deep down, we actually, our own intelligence actually know that these products are not good. So I'm trying to look for something a little bit better. These chemicals are probably not good. So allow me to look for organic, allow me to look for natural products, because even though we kind of know, but every day the noise is coming from promotion keeps telling you they are good. They're good. They make you feel good. They make you look good that we want to find something that's better. And when we do something like that, we are actually thinking, what is less damaging to the body? Uh, I know food is not bad for the body. So let me find like a, find a food-like product. If it's good for my mouth, it must be good for my skin. No, lemon juice is really good for your mouth. Imagine it go on your skin, go in your eyes. It'll kill you. Good stuff only is good for the right channel. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. use that kind of a logic for the wrong channel. Doesn't work. But yes. they're brilliant. They're able to make us feel that way. <laughs> they really are. I mean, that is essentially their jobs. I do have a quick question before we bring it back around onto topic and moving forward. I do have one quick question. So what about females who say live in, okay, the hot sun or or the beaches or things like that? One, how do you feel about suntan lotion in like a 30-second spiel when you put suntan lotion on? And two, what about those females who live, like I'm from the north, the northeast, and um, I know it can get very, very cold. You're in Canada, so I'm sure you understand. Um, With all the snow and the dry climate and things like that, and a lot of women tend to put the serums and the face creams on um, from certain, you know, even if they are considered herbal or organic or clean, people put them on because their face they find is very dry. How, just very briefly, can you give us just like a tip on what we should be doing instead? Of course. Um, the most important thing we can do for our skin is, uh, is P-A-S-S, P, protection, A, adjustment of your lifestyle, including what you eat, what you do. It's SS, skin sobering, is only the last one. So protection is the most important. How can we best protect our skin? 
is it is if our skin is intact, if our skin is not weak. That is our best form of protection. If we've already damaged our skin, you're going to say, "But I do need to protect it before I get the strength back." What do I do? Protection means block yourself from the harmful UV on your face and the hard wind and cold weather. And there are natural forms of protection or physical forms of protection, which is the best to do. So protect your skin using a, a hat.、Um, uh, wear, if you could, wear a mask. Go under shades. You, you know, wear sunglasses. If you cannot do that in a day that you want to be at the beach and looking beautiful, use sunscreen. Definitely use sunscreen. Sunscreen is the lesser of the two evil compared to baking yourself in the sun for a long time. But I think if we think about how to protect ourselves, we may actually come up with creative ideas to use physical objects to protect ourselves rather than put sunscreen on. And there are better sunscreen and worse sunscreen. And I. I devoted a chapter in my book, and I, I won't, you know, belabor it here. And you can find out there are the forms when you have to use it, when you cannot simply cover your face up with something. There are better ways to use it. Um, okay, perfect, awesome. I I'm glad you explained that a little better. That that definitely clarifies up. I hope some things for listeners because I'm sure some of our listeners are having some questions about that too. You also keep touching on skin sobering. I know you said it multiple times, and from what I'm getting, is skin sobering is essentially not using、um, skincare products、um, as often as as we should. Kind of like you know when you you talk about sobering, sobriety, you know you you stay away from alcohol. So that's kind. Kind of what I'm getting the gist of what you mean by skin scope sobering, especially since in your book you say skincare products are like drugs, treats and makeup. Don't use them every day. So can you just expand a little bit more on what you mean by skin sobering?、Mm. Skin sobering is basically、um, what our skin needs,、um, designed by nature. What the skin needs, which is clear and unmus- unobstructed and unattacked. So skin sobering in the simplest way is look after your skin with water, clean it with water, and then leave it.、Mm-hmm. Our skin functions the best when it is、um, cleaned without stripping, without killing the 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 microbiome, and then do not interfere it with chemicals, anything. So sober in a sense of clear, fresh, nothing on it. Now that doesn't mean just like、um, with with alcohol when we say sober,、uh, you do need a period to establish control back to your life that you do not need the dependence on skincare products. Because I can guarantee you, when you first stop using skincare products, it's like when you first stop drinking coffee and first stop drinking alcohol, first stop smoking. You're gonna feel worse. Your skin is gonna look worse because you've been dependent on skincare products. Your own system is not working very well. So the sobering process of quitting needs to be established.、Mm-hmm. I have been skin sobered without any products. I wash my face in the morning and at night with lukewarm water, and there's nothing I need to put on. I do not feel dry. I live in Waterloo, Ontario. Today is minus twenty. Right now,、mm-hmm. snowing. Humidity level has gone down to below thirty. I do not feel dry, and that's because my skin has regenerated, has recovered its own ability to to protect and defend itself. Now I am actually okay to use makeup, just like if you truly are not dependent on alcohol, 
you could drink a drink a week um, without falling off the wagon. Mm-hmm. My husband takes a, a cigarette with friends just for celebration purpose once a month or so. He's never back onto a cigarette. It's something's a lot more addictive. I'm not saying mm-hmm. uh, do cocaine once a month. No, nah, you're going <laughs> to be you're going to be right back on it. Uh, skincare products is not poisonous or toxic, but it is a dependency. So once you sobered up, meaning do, don't put anything, your skin doesn't need anything other than water to wash. Mm-hmm. You could use makeup to jazz it up when you need to. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. So essentially she's saying, you're saying don't go cold turkey. Don't just be like, okay, I'm going to stop my products altogether all at once immediately gently wean yourself off. Go maybe, maybe you just put your, your face serum on at night once or twice a week, just slowly weaning yourself off until you're completely sober is essentially what you're saying. And I love that too, because that's also what I teach. And I also love how you're, you kind of touched, I don't even know if you, you kind of realized it, but you touched a little bit on moderation. So nothing is necessarily a bad thing per se in moderation in moderation. So if you're going to put a little makeup on once in a while and, you know, the vast majority of the time you're not using makeup, it's okay. You know, if, if you're having alcohol once in a while, like you said, a drink, you know, maybe your red wine on a Saturday night when you're out with your husband, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't necessarily make you an alcoholic and your body's going to crash and die. So you're, you're, you're touching a lot on moderation. And I really, I really like that too, because that's exactly what I teach as well. A lot of women and a lot of my clients and a lot of the listeners on here have come to me asking, you know what, I really want to reset my body. I want to reset my hormones. I want to have better nutrition. I want to have whatever it is that they're looking for. And they're afraid because they're afraid I'm going to tell them to just stop doing everything and change their lifestyle immediately. And unfortunately that doesn't work that way because it's not sustainable. If they're used to living, you know, one way and then totally changing another way at the snap of a finger, it's not going to happen. It has to happen slowly. You have to implement this slowly. And I know, Dr. Aaron, you said that you started when you're 52 and you're now 58. That's six years later. You're sober, so mm-hmm. to speak, with skin. Yeah, yeah. I don't uh, need it. skin sober. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and let me tell you, friends, Dr. Aaron's skin, I know you guys cannot see it, but her skin looks beautiful. If you were to look Thank her you. up, you would not know she is 58 at all. So I, I give you the biggest compliment there. So it works. It really does work. So if you're having, and, and she also touched on too, hydrating from within, hydrating that root cause, you know, when your skin feels dry, hydrating the root cause. And that's where myself as a nutritionist can come in and really give you how much water you need to be drinking, um, certain kinds of electrolytes, certain fruits, certain veg- vegetables, things like that, potassium and, and certain things that are really going to help hydrate your skin that you're going to actually put into your body um, that is going to help it too. So if you're feeling really frustrated or confused or you want further steps, there are two places you can go. You can either come to myself who can help you with that nutrition piece and that hormone balancing piece to help your skin. Um, and you can also go to uh, Dr. Erin. She just wrote a fantastic book um, and she does her own business. Dr. Erin, I'm going to let you take it away for a minute or two as you um, tell our listeners where they can find you and what your book is called. Skin Sobering is the name of the book. Pretty simple. Uh, I hope it's easy to remember. It's just launched on Amazon on uh, January 23rd. And if I may be so bold to uh, to pat myself on the back, I was overall number six on launch day. And the only nonfiction that beat me was Prince Harry's Spare. 
He's yeah. the only one that was ahead of me. And I was number one on four other categories. Um, I think I, I, I don't remember if I mentioned it, aging, beauty, holistic health, personal transformation. And people that came after me are like James Clear, the atomic habit. He is number two. I came number one. So I know um, there are people who want the truth. There are people who want to know, why is my skin feeling worse and worse? Is it just aging? Is it just because it's an inevitable thing? No, it's not aging. It's the time you have allowed yourself to keep damaging your skin with products. And that's not because you don't know better. That's because you have not heard better. Mm-hmm. All you have heard is, which product's better for you? Let's compare product A and product B. Let's see who wins. Do I need eye cream or can I just use a facial cream? At the end, you still end up buying eye cream. Eye or face. At the end, you're still buying a product. And don't forget, 10 big companies control all the products. No, no matter what you buy, the major <laughs> giants, they still benefit. And mm-hmm. you've said it really well, um, Dominique, that even though I am a skin um, fanatic, I care about skin more. But in my message, protection and adjustment of your lifestyle, your nutrients, what you do to your body, exercising, um, get good sleep, those will make more difference than the skincare products that you're getting rid of. Mm -hmm. Um, But what is easier? To change your lifestyle? To stop eating junk food? To sleep, you know, at night the right time? It's very hard to adjust these lifestyles and you need someone like Dominique to help you with that. But to get rid of the routine that really is a chore every night. I have to remember to wash my skin with cleanser, with serum, put on serum, uh, put on toner. When you know that they actually do harm to your skin. I did cold turkey. I know it's not everybody's cup of tea. Not everybody can do it. Don't need to do cold turkey. If you can reduce it to once every other day, and then if you're not seeing people don't put stuff on your skin once a week. You put stuff on just because you have to face the world to once every two weeks, to once every month. Now you have done skin sobering. Skin sobering only requires you to really establish it within 30 days. By then, the result will show you that this works. My skin has never been better without the chemicals on it. And once you know that, your skin has revived And then you can do many things to it without a strong base can take a lot of stuff, a weak base, a sensitive base, an irritated base. Nothing works. Even makeup doesn't look good on it. Mm -hmm. So give yourself the time to sober up your skin and you see how wonderful you can deal with the cold, the sun and the makeups of the world. It's not a problem. Wow. Thank you so much, Dr. Erin. I feel like, you know, you could continually be telling us more and more and more. I've learned so much just in the 30 minutes that we've been together. I am going to link the link to your book in uh, from Amazon in the show notes. So if any of my listeners are looking for that, um, just scroll right on down into the show notes and you can click the link. It'll bring you directly to Amazon where you can purchase Dr. Erin's book and learn so much more than what she touched on in these last 30 minutes. Dr. Erin, it has been a pleasure to talk with you and um, I cannot wait to hear more listeners. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Have a good one. Bye. You too. Bye, Dominic.